Let's do a film smash, Jack. Let's do a film smash. We're going to do a quick fire today, but Joe's got an idea. So let's do, yes. do that one. I have a uh, sort of idea. Jack, are you familiar with this um, group of uh, heroes? I think they are called the uh, the Power Rangers. I'm familiar with the Power Rangers. How old were you when you realised that um, uh, it was an American show, but then for the fight scenes they'd cut to the Japanese show? <laughs> I, I, I think I heard that like last year. Yeah. <laughs> Older than I would want to admit. I probably heard it from you. Possibly. It, it sounds like sounds like a typical Jack Jack nicked out. Um, <laughs> you. <laughs> um, you for your wordplay and what you're inferring. <laughs> what am I inferring? A classic Jack story where he ruins and he breaks an illusion. No, that's <laughs> he, not what I meant. Where he kills the fun. I mean, like, like an interesting thing about anyway, about some TV show. Um, I think it's so you got these Power Rangers. They're a group of people. Um, they wear brightly coloured quasi motorbike suits and helmets. Um, they're all different colours, kind of like the Teletubbies. Actually, um, I'm not. I'm not crossing with the Teletubbies. Well, we could be. Let's let's keep an open mind. They might come in later. <laughs> um. I was going to go for Inside Out. Ah. <laughs> Where Inside Out, the Pixar film, everybody has these yes. different coloured characters inside their heads. you got a, like a red one for anger, you got a yellow one for happiness, a blue one for sadness, uh, like a green one for disgust. disgust, and then purple for fear, it was, I think. Yeah. I'm thinking, what if the Power Rangers are people who have been completely overtaken by one emotion. <laughs> ah. I was going to say, because I, I was vibing pretty hard with that in my head. Because I'm thinking about, like, okay, but what if you had... Because like, in the film, you, you see loads of different... Um, you see into a lot of different people's heads. Um, mm. And you see that you know, in Riley's head, everyone's sort of got different... <clears throat> everyone, they all look kind of different. Um, you know, they've got different um, physicalities. But if you look at other people's heads, they all kind of look the same, but they're different colours. Um, and there all seems to be different people in charge. Like, in the dad's head, anger is in charge, and in the mum's, sadness is in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's kind of kind bleak. Of sad. Yeah, so I was thinking, like, but what if, like, um, you know, they're all the same. They're, they're all different colours, but they're all always very fighty. And I'm like, is that just <laughs> someone with anger, anger management problems? Or And then, like, and then I was like, okay, yeah, but what would they be like if they had other different sort of mental afflictions or situations? You know, would they... <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know where that was going but I'm liking where this is going so like if someone is entirely taken over by anger that's the red power ranger <laughs> yeah if someone's entirely taken over by sadness they're the blue one <laughs> yellow is happy purple is afraid green is just disgusted <laughs> yeah they all seem quite like yeah I'm trying to think of... yeah yeah so maybe they're not a gang of, of heroes but maybe they're just I don't know, it could almost be like a sitcom. I don't know. You've got this group of people, it's, each, it's, like... It's inside out, but in the real... Outside in the real world. Outside out. In? Outside in. <laughs> it's like, it, it makes me think of that take where people are like, um, you know, oh, Winnie the Pooh is actually... All the different characters represent different, different um, mental disorders. Have you seen that take? Yeah, I don't really buy it. I don't, no. But um, it's like, you know, Eeyore's depression... Um, Pooh is something else. Piglet is also something. I've forgotten what the take is, but <laughs> it's a take. Yeah. Which I think people people who buy that kind of thing or read into that think it makes the characters more complicated. Um, um, when it actually does <laughs> only reduces them. That's true. <laughs> That's so also, true. They they are <laughs> kids cutting characters, so they are you know. You know, cartoon character. They are just, you know, ideas from a children's picture book. Yeah. So, you know, the real answer <laughs> is it doesn't matter. <laughs> As is often the case. But if the answer was it doesn't matter, this show wouldn't exist. So let's vibe with it. Um, <laughs> wow, out, you're in a jaded mood today, aren't you? And I'm also saying the word vibe a lot. 
<laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but you know, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll take see it. where it goes. We'll, we'll vibe with it. Oh no. Is vibe um, buzzing with you at the moment? Um, uh, we out here just vibing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm disgusted with myself. Um, you can okay. turn turn green. Well, yeah. So yeah, I was trying to find some way of 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 getting these characters to be kind of the same. There's a couple of different ways you could go with it. I just I want to just I just want to talk a bit more more about these different films and okay. things just because I don't want to. Um, like I'm trying to think what I actually remember from Power Rangers because I barely know anything. As a kid, I did used to watch it, but I didn't. But that, that, that's sort of a bad way of saying it because I watched like I don't know like four different Power Rangers. As a kid, because they would just like cycle through every like couple of years, you'd get a new one. Yeah, <laughs> I think the earliest one I watched was the one where they were all animals. I think, um, but then there was one where they were all like they were like the police, and their police chief was a dog. <laughs> and okay. They had a thing. They had like a phone, where like if they defeated the baddie, they'd like. No, it was like a scanner. They'd like scan him, and it would say guilty or not guilty. And they all had like super. And they all had like superpowers. I think, as well as being Power Rangers, they had like powers. I can't remember what that what they oh. were. Do they not normally have powers? I don't remember if they. Or are they just or vigilantes? They just like they okay. You if 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 memory serves, they're a group of usually like teenagers, but played by like people in their late twenties, early thirties, uh-huh. um, and they they answer to some kind of authority. And the threat is usually an alien of some kind. <laughs> like, in the, I think the original, and the, the, the one they made the film of last year, there's that, like, there's that robot and that, like, face um, that, like, gives them missions and sends them on stuff. Sure. Sends, sends them on missions to do stuff. But then there's one where they were, they were, they were like, the police. And they, their police chief was a dog alien thing and the bad guy was an evil alien. And I can't remember what it was for the... Um, uh, wild animal one. I, I don't know what I'm talking about at this point. I just I, I can't remember anything about this show. It, I bet if it's one of the shows, if I if I went back to look at it, all the episodes would be extremely formulaic. Yeah, like, I think I think so. <laughs> first scene, there's a it bad gives guy. that impression. Scene, like they're hanging out. Yeah, yeah, and then you get the 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 quick call to action, and they turn up on the scene, and they're like, oh, this is this is what's going on, and you know it would hit exactly the same beats every time. <laughs> And then they're gonna fight, and then it cuts to a Japanese show where they're wearing the costumes and doing fights. <laughs> that was a thing in some of the series. Yeah. Um, and then now let's go on to a film which um, either is more smart than I think about, or I give it more credit than it deserves. I don't know. Inside <laughs> Out. I really like Inside Out, and it makes. I me think, think it is a smart one. I think. I it think is. I, I definitely think it's a very clever film, but I I, I wonder if I overcomplicate it in my head. Because uh, I, I, I watch it and I find myself thinking like, <clears throat> ah, yes, but... Okay, now I'm about to say it out loud. It's not a very smart thought, so actually it's probably fine. But it's like... <laughs> okay, I used to watch Cinema Sins. I don't anymore, and I regret liking them. Maybe that's harsh. Oh, but man, I'm disappointed. I'm, but I remember like when they talked about that, they were like... They kept... Fi- they kept the, the sin or the thing they kept saying, complaining about was like, okay, but like... Are they causing things to happen, or are they, you know, are they living in the kid's head, or are they the kid? You know, when like they go on their wacky adventures and accidents happen that affect the real world, how does that stop them? When like you know, because the whole the story of Inside Out is there's a kid Riley, they um, his family moves to a new city, um, so she leaves her friends, goes to a new school, and doesn't like it. Um, but in a very and that's that's what's going on. Then she's, she's going through a lot of emotions as a result. But then the emotions in her head are going through a physical journey to fix them. Like, yeah, joy and sadness are locked out of the control deck of the brain. Yeah, they're miles and away. And have to, have to journey through a physical place with actual physical obstacles. But also all the emotions have... To do things. ...have their own emotions. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, joy can feel sadness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she realizes that sadness is important and letting go of things, yeah, yeah. So what I found was the thing is like, ah, yes, but what you, um, it's it's more the case of like, it's, it's, it's annoying to say. It's like the things that happen in the real world cause 
you know, emotional stress. And it doesn't, you know, it's not because Joy is locked out of the room and that's why she can't be happy. The situation is causing her to not be happy in the way that's manifesting itself in a visual way in a world where emotions are decided by physical beings inside someone's head is that person is physically blocked from a room by circumstances. Yeah. That sentence got away it's... from me. I don't know what I meant. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is I really like Inside Out, and I'm trying to think, what if instead of emotions, they were power agents? <laughs> like, you know, like you talk about like their emotions having emotions, so they're not really the emotions. So instead of Joy going, I'm Joy, Joy's like, I'm yellow. <laughs> I am just an incredibly like, aggressive kid. I'm red. It's like, what do we do? I, I don't know. I'm just the red one. What if the emotions have to figure out what emotions they are? Oh, wow, all they yeah. Know, all they know is their colour and their, what? like, physical appearance. You mean you mean they're like AIs? Like, they they feel some kind of activation when, when some something happens to the, the person they're controlling? I can't think of anything. They, they just have, like, personalities that are different to each other, so they react in different ways to different stimuli. You know, there are people who just are angrier people in the world. People, you know, have anger issues or just find that mm. their more common response to things is anger or disgust. Or people are just very positive and happy. Um, but those people, you know, don't look at themselves and go, I am the physical embodiment of joy. <laughs> you know, they're just people doing their jobs, having lives. Um, mm. You so mean, like, it's, so it's, it's a person controlled by committee? It is, but those committees are just people, but for some reason they believe they have to be what particular emotions? I don't know. Maybe. I'm looking at my note that I wrote down when I first came up with this idea, and I've also written down maybe all the Power Rangers are one person being controlled by one emotion at a time. Oh dear. (laughs) I thought that that could also be fun. Yeah, that could be Like there's No one's ever seen two Power Rangers in the same place at the same time. (laughs) But that is also kind of like the thing in Inside Out. So the way, like when, you know, she's going through, Riley's going through emotional turmoil, um, you know, she's sad to the extent that she can't feel happy. Her responses to things are only ever anger, disgust or fear. Well, she just gets sad, even when sadness isn't there. But then more the thing is like, yeah, but wait a minute, wait a minute, hang on, wait a second. Much like there are more than five colours, there are more than five emotions. <laughs> Hell, wait, wait a minute, hang on, hang on, wait a second. <laughs> like, at the end of uh, Inside Out, their um, their control table gets bigger. Yeah. Um, so now they've got new things um, to add in, and, like, there's a puberty button or a thing. Guys, what's puberty? I don't know. And I'm like, what if just a new emotion rocked up? <laughs> I'm like, what? There's a brand new emotion. I, I think I talked about this with someone once. Just like, yeah, imagine this kind of puberty emotion turned up. Yeah, it's like, oh look, it's hello. Who are you? It's uh, just I'm like lust. this. This hello, hairy. I'm, lu- I'm lust. <laughs> oh, you weren't you weren't here before? No, I wasn't. I'm here now. <laughs> lust has just got this one button on the on the dashboard, and they're all like, "Not now! Don't press it now!" Ah, too late. Pressed it. <laughs> like, oh god. Well, this is like this is turned to like it's like big mouth. Yeah, <laughs> but instead of like an externalized monster, it's just in your head pressing buttons. Oh, I think mouth should do an Inside Out parody. That'd be great. Or a Power Rangers parody. <laughs> they did. Wait, they did. They did do like a super. They did do episode, but they had superpowers, if I recall correctly. Yeah. And. Hang on, like hanging on different themes here. They do do it. They I remember an episode of Big Mouth, a show I don't like that much, but I have watched all of. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I've watched the first season. I don't know. Um, there's a like where they defeat social construct monsters, yet it does change their physical environment. I like, think so. There's like the Shame Wizard, who, like, you know, who is vo- voiced by Professor Lupin. Yeah, it is. Yes. It's David Thewlis. It, it's, okay, it's one of those shows where it's like, what, which bit's real, which bit isn't, uh, how do we, it doesn't matter. Uh, but like, they physically defeat the shame wizard, so then for like a night, none of them have any shame, and they just like, like all these kids just like start doing stuff um, bereft of shame. 
And again, it's a bit like you know, Inside Out, when like those physical obstacles that result in real things, but isn't everything meant to be metaphorical? So what did they what did they do when they physically defeated the shame wizard? What actual what 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 actually just happened there? They got over shame. Yeah, but that's not how anything that's works. <laughs> no, it's not. All we're doing now is just describing the problem with allegory. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it hard to make a perfect one-to-one metaphor? It is. It's what we do. We do. That's the thing we don't really think. like. We dissect animated logic quite a lot. Like that's the we do. That is a, animated logic, um, magic logic. You know, I don't want to become what we hate. Um, <laughs> but that's something like you know. Often films and TV and media, things we discuss on this show, are meant to be metaphors for actual things like historical events or um, you know political things. But what we do often is take them very literally and combine their narrative elements. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, yes, we do. So, you know, why can't we, you know, create, get two, you know, different properties and make them an allegory for something they weren't supposed to be an allegory for? Like, okay. neither, like these two pieces of media, neither um, in any way are meant to reflect um, America's involvement in Vietnam. However, if we put them together, I'm they do. noticing some similarities. <laughs> I feel that, that would put us in a tricky situation, but it could be kind of funny. It would be. So how, do, how, do, how does uh, the story of sadness and joy relate to the Vietnam War? Okay, well, um, I, let's do some <laughs> terrible history um, based on what I can half remember from my A-level and... Um, the fact that I never studied sociology, but I'm going to pretend like I did uh, for a second. <laughs> like, could you not describe uh, Vietnam as a very sort of public uh, loss of innocence? Not like America ever was. But like, it, you know, it went from, you know, you could describe it being when, ah, to put in a very basic alleg- <clears throat> allegory, you could be like, in America, maybe a lot of people viewed the military as an absolute good and everything America did as the good guys. And then as since um, reporting on Vietnam was often very public, it made people go, wait a minute, hang on. <laughs> We're be- are we the baddies <laughs> in this situation? So maybe you could describe that as a maturing mind. You know, what if, um, you know, uh, uh, you were only capable of really thinking about thinking about yourself as a good person and then events change to the, to the extent that you realise you've done something wrong. <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> God, that was awful. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? That could be a cool sort of inside-out story. No, it doesn't have to be about Vietnam. It could be. But, um, like, someone who's entirely justified within themselves. Like, they, they're, they're, they believe they're a good person, fundamentally. Like, they feel justified within themselves. And instead of them, you know, a story about them growing up a little bit and dealing with um, an emotionally sort of traumatic or difficult event, um, they just have to like come to terms with the fact that they've, they've done a moral bad and their moral axioms need to sort of be assessed. That, that could be quite good. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about, Joe. Power Rangers. So in Power Rangers, <laughs> you have... We just keep going back and forth. But in Power Rangers... Okay, well, no, wait, I'm seeing some lines here, Joe. Go I'm on, go to on. connect them. Not to just keep talking over you um, with all my bullshit. But in it's all right. Power I've got Rangers, no bullshit to talk over. Power Rangers is a kid show where the lines of good and bad are pretty much just black and white. There are <laughs> bad, scary aliens, and then there are the good Power Rangers. Mm. What if the Power Rangers fought some aliens and then realised <laughs> through later intelligence that, like, you know, they go and fight some aliens, and they're like, "Yeah, great, we did it, guys. We defeated the aliens." Um, you know, our boss told us, you know, they were going to take over the human race and do bad things. Great. And then they get back home and then suddenly all the media are reporting about how fucking awful the Power Rangers are and how much they suck. And they're like, what? What have we done? And they start to look into it and realise that, like, the, the aliens they were attacking are actually, like, alien refugees. Wait a minute, I'm just doing Captain Marvel. And you hate that and you realise you're just doing Captain Marvel. You didn't think you were. It happens all the time. I was thinking... What if there's one kind of vigilante hero 
military person. And the the Power Rangers is <laughs> is how he imagines himself. It's like a metaphor of all these different emotions. But actually, it's one person. Yeah. Let me, let me game the sound a little bit. Is that making any um, sense? Okay. Well, let's imagine a person who, for whatever reason, has become isolated in a kind of combat. And to justify their actions, it's like they've split themselves mm. into several several parts. Like, okay, okay, okay. I, I've got it in my head. <laughs> let me... Wait. Hang on. Wait a second. Wait a minute. Hang on. <laughs> Give me a second to get there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, what if you had a Power Ranger? Like, okay, what if you had, like, a, 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 a soldier, someone in combat, who, for whatever reason, has become isolated from everyone else? They're on their own in enemy territory, um, and they're, but they, they believe the bad guys are bad, and the side they're on is good. What if the whole film, we don't know that, we see like five people fighting a little gorilla fight and we think they're fighting against the baddies, um, you know, and one of them, the red one, fights very violently, kills a lot of people, you know, and the, the, the yellow one, whenever they come back to camp, is like, you shouldn't, you know what, maybe we shouldn't have done it, that was kind of a bad thing to do, you need to reflect on that, um, and then, and then they, they have a moral conversation and the yellow one seems like they have the moral high ground, but at the end of the day, the red one, you know, has, has saved them, has defended them. And has done good things, but you later learn that they're all actually one person, and what's actually happened here is one person has done acts of such, like, violence and cruelty, but at the same time <laughs> believes they're a good person, and that's such a difficult cognitive dissonance mm. that they view themselves as multiple people having an argument. Yeah, that's kind of what I what I was getting at, and so, yeah, when we're watching it, maybe the the different colours. Are kind of reflecting their different fighting styles. Like maybe, maybe the purple one is very, very defensive, or the yellow is is um <laughs> friendly. <laughs> like um, or, or like think about it, like I, I can picture a scenario. Like so they're having a, for some reason I can only think of two, but let's imagine there are five, and I've had more time to think about this. They're like having a fight with a baddie, and they've like they've worked together to subdue the baddie, and there's now no danger. Um, and then yellow's like okay. <laughs> Let's um, not um, okay, and then Red's like, "All right, gonna gonna kill him." Got it. And the yellow's like, "No, let's take them prisoner. Let's 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 do the good thing." And like, "No, they're too dangerous." <laughs> Bam, they're dead. Um, and they have this whole argument. But you then later realise they're actually just, that's actually just one person. And there was and the the yellow was just a tokenistic um, sort of liberal, just like idea. <laughs> like what we're trying to say is like you know. They were never gonna let them go. They were never gonna do the the you know objectively moral thing. You know we're pretending there's a great. They're all like they're like fake consideration. Yeah, they they were just they were just pretending to because they had to in their own head act like they're asking that question because that's what the good guy would do. The good guy would the, it, for a good guy to do something bad, they have to have at least thought about it and they have to like act like they're struggling with it. They're like, oh, I had to I had to do a morally dubious thing, but at the end of the day, I think. You know, we had to. I, I made the tough decision, and, in, and that in itself is an admirable quality. No, you just fucking killed a guy because it was in your own self-interest. You're just pretending you were. You, there was part. There was someone else telling you. There was another equal part of you going. No, don't do it. Let's do the difficult, but um, more morally, morally um, sort of just thing. Right. Yeah. So he's he's having a. He's he's imagining himself having a debate, in order to. Uh, be able to make courageous decisions all the time but there is no real debate yeah <laughs> like he's not struggling with um like moral choices he's he's making the bad choice and ever and just pretending someone was trying to stop him and just pretending um he was um you know considering not doing it yeah like that bit have you seen breaking bad no oh i don't want to spoil it it's quite a big bit oh all right then <laughs> well, it's, I'll be kind of vague. There's a bit where like a character is in a situation where someone's got a gun to their head, and another character's like, "No, don't kill them. I'll give you money. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. Don't kill them. Don't kill them. Don't kill them." And then, the, and then, but nothing happens. And the person who's um, got the gun to their head just goes, "Dude, you're a moron. They made their decision ten minutes ago." And then they shoot them. Mm. It's like so the whole idea of like 
there's this whole scene where someone begs and they make these arguments and they explain why it'll be in their interest to not kill them. You know, they could do this and do that. It doesn't mean anything. It might as well have not happened. Do you think? Do you think Red listens to uh, to Fear quite a lot? I'm imagining Fear Fear being like like the the yellow, the yellow ones. Like you should you should go in there and um, see if there's someone in there you can save. And f- and the the green the uh, the purple ones like maybe uh maybe don't I'd be quite dangerous in there. And and Red's oh, just yeah. like yeah let's uh I'm taking making a decision guys <laughs> we're gonna stay outside. Fear could be quite like a malevolent presence, yeah. secretly, once you realise they're all one person. Because um, if you view them as, you know, if when the audience just sees them as multiple people and Fear's like, no, we should run away, and oh no, I don't want to fight, Red's actions can be seen as like, oh well, you know, I was just, I was defending Fear. I would have done the good thing, but, you know, a member of our team was, you know, in, you know, was afraid, and you know, was um, panicking and was, you know, um, I need to defend them and look out for their interests because, you know, you need to keep our team together. And that's like, yeah, that is kind of a difficult thing. You know, do you put the lives of, you know, the possible lives of random strangers that you could have saved over the safety of your own team? And, you know, fear is always suggesting doing the morally wrong thing. Yeah, but yeah. It just seems to be from a point of weakness or from a point of, like, rational caution. But it turns out when you realise they're all one person, that that person is just a coward and only looking out for themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do you remember that Doctor Who episode where they're all in the hotel? Yes. And there's that David Williams character yes. who who is from a planet that's been invaded by by more. It's the most invaded planet in the universe. I take it from the pathological compulsion to surrender. You're from Tivoli. It's the most invaded planet in the galaxy. Our anthem is called Glory to insert name here. And you, slowly throughout the episode, you realise he's just a terrible person because he just gives up the fight at every possible opportunity in order to survive. That's a perfect description of the character I just I was thinking of. Yeah, that is yeah. exactly it. Because especially towards the beginning of the episode, they can't, they, they, uh, David Williams, the character, just appears kind of comical and just kind of shitty and just like, oh, you're just a coward. But later on, they start doing things which actively like affect the rest of the group and lead to people dying because they're just a coward and they're not just they're just well it turns out they actually are it's just selfish yeah they're not they're, it's not like they're they're doing everything they can to avoid danger they're doing everything they can to keep them only themselves out of danger like it's just it's, it's just it's not cowardice it's extreme self-interest and self-preservation yeah it's such an interesting idea is that that's what it is like it's, they're not trying to pres- when, when they say oh let's not do this let's not do that they're not trying to preserve the group um, in, the, in the David Wallet in the Doctor episode he's not he's never trying to like keep the whole group safe with his fear and caution he's just trying to keep when you realise that no he's just trying to keep himself safe and that's the same twist in this imaginary Power Rangers movie um, <laughs> yeah yeah you think the fear is like just trying to keep the whole group safe but when you realise they're all one person all they're doing is just trying to keep the one person safe and that one person is them hmm yeah, so you can you can every, every everything that any one of the Power Rangers says, you have to think. Okay, does this? If you think of them all as one person, is their argument benefiting that person, or is that not benefiting that person? And that's the way that the the uh, group decision will go. Exactly, and it comes down to like it's not a bit in, it's like the line in um, Batman Begins. It's like you know, it's not about like who you are. It's it's what you do. So it's like if, if if you watch like this group of people debate to do the right thing or do the or you know do one thing or do the other, um, if you think about that you know like you know the debate over the prisoner thing it's like do we keep the prisoner or do we kill it do we kill it kill them <laughs> um, <laughs> if they decide to kill them it's not like red was being you know a bad person who made a tough decision or whatever um, and that yellow was actually being a good um, person who tried to do the right thing no there's only one person they just did the bad thing that's it. It doesn't matter if they thought about it, because no one will ever get to see that, and no one ever get no one that you know, the trying to do the good thing didn't get anyone anywhere and didn't stop the prisoner being shot. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting kind of moral argument, actually. Well, because when you were saying that, I was thinking, I don't, I don't buy that. What do you mean? I don't think you can completely discount, you know, self doubts or thoughts. It's it. In some way, it's not only the uh, the outcome that matters. But then, if you, I take a step back and think, well, kind of 
It kind of is. Well, yeah, I, I, as I said it, I realised I'd, I'd already... I'd earlier said that, like, the idea of, like, someone making tough decisions, you know, and, and coming to inclusion doesn't make them a bad person because of the outcome. But imagine it from an outside perspective. Like, you've seen Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. You know that scene where they've got the German prisoner and they, some of them are like, no, let him go or keep him prisoner because that's the right thing to do and some of them are like, no, shoot him. You watch that whole argument take place, you, you can view different people in different sort of having different moral frameworks and you can say that, that maybe they're doing the wrong <laughs> thing here. I agree with this person, I don't agree with this person um, and the outcome is this. Imagine if instead of that, it was one person silently, you know, just sort of humming to themselves going, hmm. Um, <laughs> and then shooting the guy. <laughs> like imagine like <laughs> that is a very different looking film does, you don't look at that person and go I bet that person just had a long debate with themselves about um, you know whether or not they can keep this person prisoner is it humane to let them go is it humane just to kill them now um, you know if what if they go off and, and um, kill some guys later and then that's my fault blah, blah, blah. they just go um bam <laughs> like, <you> t- <laughs> that's what the difference is like the moment in the film where there's the twist um, when you find out they're all one person and you, you go back and see different moments of the film but you, now it's just the one person that's all that's what all the moments look like it's just one person going um hmm. and then just and then doing the thing that they ended up doing uh, that's so funny uh, that could be a really cool thing in the film like a hint as to like um, how things are going to get like the twist like um like, they can, de- like, say if they can, I'm trying to, I can't think of an example. I'm, I keep thinking of them if they're in war zones doing things. Like, okay, that's it. Let, let's say there's, like, um, a, a, a bunch of, like, food supplies that they find. Um, this whole group, this group of five soldier Power Ranger people. Mm. Um, and then, again, they debate whether or not to take them. Red just comes out of the self-interested argument, like, we need them, we're fighting a good fight, we need to keep ourselves energized you know we don't know if we leave them here um we don't know where you know who's going to take them um we can't, we can't waste our time grabbing them and then trying to give them out equally to rams civilians we find and yellow's like no we should we should be good people and do this this and that but when they make the when the when red or whoever makes the final decision maybe they all vote they could be like a recurring thing in the film they keep voting um every single one of them enthusiastically or just like normally takes part in the action as if they had no reservations Oh, I see. Because the whole point is, the outcome, if one person is doing it, will be the same. And you could you could write it off in the in the film if they're soldiers, like, oh yeah, well you know they're all good soldiers, even if they when they have a full conversation about it, that's the time for that. But when an order has been given by the commanding officer, they all just they all follow the order, they all do the thing. But what you actually realise is because it's one person making the decision, it didn't matter that a few seconds ago they were like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't. The thing happens, so they all equally, enthusiastically, <laughs> and energetically, and effectively do the thing. You'd have to, you'd have to make it really comical as well, like, um... I don't know, you know yeah, it's well, just me, no, no, no. bleak. <laughs> I, I don't mean comical, but, um, like, say it's, it's killing the prisoner, but they have to, like, beat him to death, or something. Oh yeah, well, they all have to take part, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so, so that they're they're all like they have this long debate about like, oh, should we do this? Should we not? Yeah. Um, and then eventually they decide to do it, and then they all just like in sync in a kind of Shaun of the Dead, <laughs> all at the same time. Whack, whack, whack. So like, ah, job done. Just like a firing line. But again, but they all fire. None of them like again like say with the food thing or with the prison thing like. Yellow doesn't set out and not not grab all the food. I'm just gonna I'm gonna make this decision. I'm not gonna do it. They just do it. Yeah. Um, because in the end result, the food is taken, and then they all like they all uh, they line up. They put them against the wall. and They all line up and they all fire. One of them doesn't. I'm not gonna fire. So I know I didn't do it, or I'm gonna try and stop them. They just no. They should all do it <laughs> at the exact same time because they're all. And then and then soldiers. and then when you when you see him lying on the ground, he's got one one wound. Oh yeah, in the like you see that he's got one wound. And then later you only realise, oh shit, that's because only... That's because there was only one gun. <laughs> it took us a while to get it, but I really like this film. I like the way the twist is that it's only one guy. Yeah. But we've been viewing loads of people, like five people. He's or two. Yeah, he's but imagining yeah. all, his, all his emotions. I'm not saying with two, I think maybe it worked better. Like, there's always someone 
No, I like the gr- the fear thing. Oh yeah, the fear thing's also good. But like you know, it's like what if there is like um, <laughs> there's a good voice. Oh, you mean like so? Okay, oh, so that could work actually. So he's just like it's him, and he's got like an angel on his shoulder who he doesn't listen to. Yeah, so like there's a good there's like the the, the good cop bad copping all over <laughs> um, this war zone. But, but there's just a bad cop. Always like you know you write it into the film it's like you know well the one who seems to you know there's there's the red ranger is actually the commanding officer and the yellow ranger is the private so even though there's only two of them left they're doing this but so if you're watching the film and going yeah well I, I morally agree with with yellow I think they're a better person and blah 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 um, yeah but when you realise they're one person you're not going to go yeah well they're they're half a good person you know so, <laughs> no they're fucking not they've only done bad things this entire film. So, do, do we see, do we, do we like frame it as a? Uh, I really like this. If it's just the two of them, it, you could frame it like a kind of, a bit like a buddy cop movie, like the yellow one's getting frustrated that he's not getting listened to, like his his decisions are always being, undermined or trampled over. Yeah, and he's like, why why don't you listen to me? <laughs> and, and, yeah, eventually you realise. This isn't the story. It's not about the conflict of these two people. It's just this man who is, like, turned his con- conscience into a perfunctory process. This this film seems to have quite like a strong moral bent or like a message where it's like it attacks the idea of like you know, you know there's there there's there is there's just good in everyone and everyone's got the capacity for this and it's like if everyone attacks that idea because like it, 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 what it, I see it seems to put forward is like yeah but does it matter? It very much is yeah, on the yeah. side of the Batman Begins argument. It's very much is like, it, it doesn't matter if like inside them, you know, there's a there's a good voice trying to be heard. It doesn't matter. They don't listen to it. They 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 don't do it. In fact, in fact, that can be harmful if you've got a voice inside you that is the the potential for goodness, and you're using that as a justification for like, oh, well, at least I know I'm a good person. Yes, I I know. I know that I'm not a monster. Not to not to make it too real here, but um, Jack then proceeds to make it way too real. Let's cut all that because it's dark as sh. Uh, but what I'm saying is, this film has got a real life. And um, Ben, so what are you talking about? What? <laughs> I was I was just talking about how um people can have have this voice of reason inside their head and think, oh well, if it's inside inside my head, like <laughs> you know, I, I think about the bad decisions that I make. Yeah, it, it attacks that kind of sort of moral relativism, I guess. Where it's like, so, you know, the, the idea that a lot of people think they're like, good, you know, I'm a good person. I'm making the good decision, you know. I may do a bad thing or I may support a bad policy or party or, or whatever. Um, but like, you know, I'm a good person. Don't, how dare you say that I'm a bad person for doing the things that I'm doing. How dare, I am a good person. Who you know? I'm not perfect. I occasionally do bad things, but I'm I'm fundamentally a good person. It just attacks that idea. It's like, I know I am. It's like how do you know you are? Because before I shot the prisoner, I thought about not shooting him. If someone would have said that to you, you would think they're fucking insane. You'd be like, you'd be like, you Jesus Christ, that's dark. Like you, you you think you're a good person because you thought about not shooting them every single time. You'd It'd almost be better if if he didn't think about it. Well, it's just the fact that, like, it seems that they're saying... I mean, not really, but almost. But it's like the fact that they're saying that. They're like, you know, but you, you shot the guy. Yeah. And that was bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I, I don't care if you're a good person or a bad person. I believe in that kind of thing. Yeah, but no, but I'm a good person. Well, why do you think that? I thought about not shooting him. What about the second prisoner? I also thought about not shooting him. But they wouldn't, they wouldn't, say, they wouldn't like, agree that shooting the prisoner was bad. They, they'd agree it was in a grey area, but they'd have a reason for it, surely. True, but that's the, I think that's the view of the film we're putting out. Because if there's a, a person in the film who's saying that's a bad thing to do... Um, oh, okay, yeah. You know, so at least they, they can understand the idea that part of, like, you know, <laughs> part of me said it was bad. Or, no, when you say, when you describe, like, the, the ways in which it could be seen as bad, I agree with you. I think those that you're, not, you're being rational. It's like, yeah, but, you know, you caused suffering to that person and that person was no... You know, danger to you, and that person's family is now destroyed. Like, yes, no, I agree. I considered all of these things. Therefore, I'm a good person. It's like Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> it's quite a self-reflective film on on many levels. I like this film. It, it's very like, um, like it's quite <laughs> scathing to a, um, a morally lazy society. <laughs> it's quite painful to think about too much. Like sometimes, yeah. sometimes I I I, I get into. 
thought discussions with myself about this kind of thing. Not murder, but um, no. Like I'll think, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a selfish person, and I think, what? Why do? You, why do you think that? And I think, cause, I, cause I don't want to be. Like, oh well, great, great. You don't want to be. Well, look at the things you've done this d- done today. You think, oh, maybe I haven't been the, the <laughs> I haven't been especially selfless. Yeah, maybe maybe I've, I've done selfless things today. Well, I guess the whole point of the the again, I, I keep coming up to the Batman line, the whole you know, it matters what you do, not what you what you think or what you are. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm of the belief that you know, believing you're a good person or not a good person or or, or someone else is a good person, blah, 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 is a dangerous, made-up way to think about anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, you're a good person, but... <laughs> you know, I feel like that if someone's a good person, they better be perfect. Um, or else they're just a normal person who do, does good things and bad things, believes good things and believes bad things. Like, if you believe good things, if you, you know, tell me um, all the time how you believe in, I don't know, like, very socialist left-wing policies like you know you, you believe the poor should be taken care of you believe in raising the minimum wage and you know giving everyone housing giving them health care but then you um vote for the tories it's like <laughs> yeah, wait a minute you're but you wait what hang on wait up hold up wait a second but it's like oh god you, damn it. you can it's like yeah but i'm a good person i believe that um you know everyone should be looked after um but when it came to act on that I did the bad thing, but that's just one thing. You know, I just voted. I just ticked a box, but I'm still a good person. I still believe in it. He's like, yeah, but you've now shown that that way of thinking is completely bullshit and doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you're not. You're not proved you're a good person. You're not proved you're necessarily a bad person. You just proved it doesn't matter. No, you've just yeah, exactly. You've just proved it doesn't matter. Like you've just done a thing, <laughs> um, a thing that is counteractive to the things that you've been preaching and the things that you've been uh, saying. So, if that's what you've been basing your good person uh, label on, then I'm sorry, I've got some bad news for you. Yeah, but we're back to the uh, the stones are hard, water is wet argument. I guess we are. Of like, <laughs> think things are things. Things are things. It doesn't matter what you call them. Yeah. <laughs> A rose by any other smell. No. <laughs> God damn it. Rose by any other smell would have the same name. Wait, what? <laughs> What? <laughs> Hang on. Jack rewrites Shakespeare. Um, a rose by any other name would smell just as sweet. Um, you know, a rock by any other name would still really hurt if I hit you over the head with it. <laughs> as as red would do. As red would do. But think about not doing it. <laughs> uh, an externalized version of him would look at would would look him and go no. Don't let's let's keep the prisoner safe. Let's 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 look you know, let's um. <laughs> observe their human rights as we were trained to do as our army and country has agreed to and let's let's do the thing that we're going to do we we believe that we're good soldiers we're good people it's like yes but you know that would be really difficult to just lug this prisoner around and maybe they'll go do a bad thing in a bit you know so i i say we do it um but um when we have the flashback and we realize what actually happened all it was guy looks at prisoner goes (laughs) Bam! <laughs> I love the light-hearted thinking sounds that you keep doing. For it. It's, mm. it's it's not like a, a stern look. It's like it's like something. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, a stern look doesn't translate very well in podcast form. <laughs> um, I promise you, I was making very serious faces while making all of the silly noises. <laughs> Sorry, I'll do it again. Uh, they look at the prisoner and they're like, mm. um, <laughs> "Bang!" Um, is that better? I wasn't complaining. I said I liked it. <laughs> yeah, but I thought I'd do a bit. <laughs> um, I'm not thinking of this for loads of situations, like loads of like um, films or bits of media where a lot of it is um, taken up. A lot of the time and, and effort is put into the debate prior to an action. Uh, such as? Well, I'm going back to To Kill a Mockingbird, to be honest. Oh, okay. We were talking about this earlier, and I was talking to someone else today about it, like the idea of, like, um, you know, is Atticus Finch a good person? And this is not me talking about the other book, because it's like the sequel, prequel. Oh, yeah. 
the waters were muddied slightly. But like Atticus Finch is often, you know, he's put forward as this very, like, you know, he's this, this moral upstanding character. But um, what he does, what he does in the film doesn't matter. Or book, but I'm, I've seen the film, not read the book. Like it doesn't matter. He has this whole like, um, you know, passionate. He has that, you know, the famous speech, um, you know, for God, for God's sake, do your duty to the jury about how you know this person is clearly innocent. Do the right thing. Don't unjustly uh, condemn this man to die because of your, your bigotry. Um, but it doesn't matter. The person dies, and no one's mi- and their minds don't seem to be changed, and justice isn't achieved. So the film would would, would take the exact same course of action for that part of it anyway, if, if, even if he wasn't there. Right. Yeah. So what if you know? What if it turns out there was like? What if we you know we make the main character of this like the judge in that trial, where they're just like thinking to themselves, <laughs> yes, well I've, I've heard the the you know the the evidence that this person clearly didn't commit the crime. But due to my upbringing and um, things I've learned and my own innate sort of bigotry, I do, I am, I am quite racist. So <laughs> guilt, yes. guilt, guilty, I guess. You wouldn't view that person uh, as a morally. I guess, um, <laughs> guilty. Um, <laughs> like he, he doesn't like you know. But again, and then again, if you were viewing that that film or reading that book, you wouldn't, and and all you saw was that. You wouldn't look at that judge and go, "That's a that's a morally complex person." You, you wouldn't look at that judge and go, "Inside them is Gregory Peck doing a a really impassioned speech about um, justice <laughs> and doing the right thing." You would go, "God, what a racist asshole!" I want to watch that uh, that um, the America many many years ago, and just reimagine that scene with a red and a yellow Power Ranger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh god <laughs> one of them's like yeah but I'm racist I'm, just, yeah, I'm enthralled by this idea of just like you know <laughs> if, if two sides um, you know argue one from a position you agree with that seems to be very moral and, and just and good one from a horrible racist bigoted position but the racist bigot, um, you know, wins in the end and, and gets their way. Um, you know, <laughs> imagine if actually, well, you're actually just viewed as one person thinking in their head about making a decision uh, and then ultimately <laughs> making one. Can well, you view those two, two situations is a bit very differently? Can but you do, the, can you do this? The outcome is still the same. Can you do this film the other way around? We got this kind of kind-hearted angel character like Paddington Bear, and. He's got two Paddington bears in his head, and one of them suggesting bad stuff, and he's like, "Nah, nah, I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do the nice thing." And then someone's quizzing him later, and said, "Like, you're just, you're just so pure, aren't you, Paddington?" And he's like, "Well, no, I've got, I've got a dark side." Well, no, I, I, I <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was really nice when you, you know, you, you, you brought me that, you brought me breakfast this morning, that lovely margarine sandwich. It's like, yes, but I thought about slitting your throat in your sleep. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You did? Yeah, I, I thought about it. What? <laughs> I didn't. I, I know, but that's not the point, Paddington. Jesus Christ! You'd be quite worried um, when you oh, when you so said, funny. "Imagine it from like the other point of view." I thought you were going to, you know, do like, okay, let's imagine like you know, a reverse Jojo Rabbit. What if Hitler had like a good, kind-hearted? Um, <laughs> imaginary friend who was telling him to do the right thing and then he didn't <laughs> you wouldn't look at that because I thought you meant like do reverse as in like okay look at a film or thing where like there's only one there is one person but now let's make it so there's two people having a debate but the outcome's still the same how differently that would be viewed <laughs> mm. but I love the idea of Paddington Pears just like got really dark thoughts <laughs> like, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything <laughs> Like, you know, the outcomes... Of, like, imagine, like, you know, you watch, like, Paddington 2, because it's closer to, in my memory, not because... You know, there's yeah. that montage in Paddington 2 where he does all those jobs? Um, yeah. Like, you know, he becomes a window cleaner and a hairdresser, and they all have hilarious, farcical, physical comedy <laughs> results. Um, yes. But imagine if, like, you know, there's, like, Fight Club, he's got, like, a Tyler Durden, um, just, like, watching him do all these things, just <laughs> suggesting he does horrible things. <laughs> 
<laughs> like the a black bear. Is. Yeah. The, the black bear. <laughs> the black bear with red eyes. Just, just, <laughs> just says, just like, you know, the man leans back to get a, like, a short back and sides cut in the, in the hairdress thing. And he's like, slit his throat. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try and cut his hair. Oh, look at the funny thing that happened. He's cleaning windows in the streets. Like, break in, break in, steal all of their jewellery. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to continue what I'm doing. It's like, all that the outcome would be the same. All this is the same. All you would do is be like, that bear is an asshole. Or when you learn that it's just one bear, you'd be like, why is Paddington got some dark thoughts going on? <laughs> would you view it as going, did, do I think Paddington Bear's a bad like person slash bear? Because he keeps thinking about doing the bad thing? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Like, would you just go, yeah, this... Like, again, he makes the right decision every single time. But do you go, why did he nearly not? But I guess if it happens, if it's a pattern, if it happens enough, you'd probably... probably wouldn't matter. I guess that's kind of the point of the film. What? Well, the whole, like, anti-moral relativism idea. It's like, if you... um, (laughs) If you watch Paddington (laughs) 2... And it's the exact same film, but now you have the knowledge that every time Paddington Bear reached a junction of thought, you know, he could make a decision, you know, he could... Um, that he had he, a thought, he had the bad thought as well. also thought of doing something really bad. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm gonna become a hairdresser, or maybe I'm gonna become a terrorist. No, I'm gonna become, I'm gonna become a, I'm gonna become a, a, a hairdresser. It's like, it, like, it's like, oh, um, uh, are you, a, is he, is he bad? Is he half bad? But if every single choice he makes the good one, surely you just think he's a good person. Like, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, which is the same, the same kind of opposite as the, the Power Rangers murder, <laughs> murderer film. The Power Rangers murder film. <laughs> The Power Ranger, Inside Out, Saving Private Ryan, Paddington Bear film <laughs> about <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> Maybe. I love the Power Rangers big murder movie. <laughs> with it, like with the Paddington thing, it just becomes. Wait, isn't he just like a normal person? Like, don't you occasionally have very dark thoughts? But that doesn't make you a bad person. Like I guess, yeah. Like that's the thing. And I'm, th- I'm thinking. I'm thinking now. I'm thinking. Um, what I, I kind of love to to know all the, the dark or. You know, like um, kind of yeah. People you see see online, people who become in the public eye. I'd love to kind of think know all the kind of off-brand things that they think or do. Yeah. I know like what this you mean. this doesn't go with my image. So I'm not going to put it on Twitter. Yeah, it's like, but I don't know. Have you ever like been in the kitchen and like picked up a very large knife to do, you know, some cooking, um, and just like thought, look to the person you're with, and just go, I could stab you right now. <laughs> yeah, I could kill you. Like, I'm sure a lot of people think that. I know? had that driving around the other day. Yeah, John Dro- was telling me about this. In the drove car. opposite like, a motorcyclist. I thought I could just swerve to the other side of the road. <laughs> John, turned to me in the car earlier and went, I dropped. I dropped Beth off at work earlier, and when you when you drive to get back on the main road from her work, um, on the other side of the junction is just um, is um, the front gates to a school, and I was just like, I could just not break. I could just drive straight into there. And I and I found myself thinking, dude, weird. Um, in the same way, if I was in a kitchen with you making dinner, um, and you picked up a knife and <laughs> and looked at it and just carried on, but then you turned to me and went, I thought about stabbing you for a second. <laughs> I would think you were a freak. However, if I could just read your mind and go, and or just knew that, oh yeah, if you just say in the abstract, every now and then when I pick up a large knife in the kitchen, I just like involuntarily think, oh, I could, like, I could kill someone. I wouldn't think that was weird. So I go, I do that too, and it's the same right, thing yeah. in Paddington. <laughs> yeah, you don't if want to draw attention the, to the to the to the uh, potential the victims. Oh God. <laughs> what I mean is. Imagine, like, okay, like, in Paddington 2, if you only had one moment in the film where Paddington was, like, where Paddington voices the possible bad decision he could have made, if that happens once, 
that stands out and that's freaky and you think Paddington's really <laughs> weird. But if it happens every time, you're just like, oh, he's just a normal person who, you know, thinks out loud a lot. Right, yeah, yeah. Like... Who's, who's got more twisted thoughts than we realised? Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, what if a comedian you really like was working on some new material, wrote a really racist joke and went, oh, well, yeah, that is bad, yeah, yeah, let's cross that out. They wrote a racist joke. But they didn't uh, say it. <laughs> Can you cancel someone for their thoughts? The answer is yes, but still... <laughs> <laughs> The answer is still yes. That's why we must hide our thoughts. <laughs> That's why I wear this tinfoil hat. <laughs> I feel we're going in circles here. I feel we've sort of ran out of steam on this a little while ago. <laughs> we, we we peaked with this episode at some point. Yeah, God, I, I, I think we've all got to weird moods. But I think I, I've just become like quite... Um, like, cognitively enthralled with the idea of this film. You got a bit philosophical... I guess kind of. I think it's like, I guess because we kind of reached a film, <coughs> the first film we've had that's had a moral message? Or at least opinion. The, f- <laughs> the first film we've ever done that has a moral message. Is that true? That's not true, is it? It's the first one where it's been explicit in our conversation about making it. I suppose. Again, to talk about the whole, like, relatively, you know, just do good, do bad, don't loads of, like, you know, quite simple things in culture not have a message, so to speak? But if they do, it's just like, do good. The good person is good. Support the good person. And you can see that that's, that's that simple, because the way people freak out about films like The Joker, they're like, oh my god, they want you to sympathise with the person that is bad? What? That's evil. That's, that's going to make society corrupt. That's a good point, yeah. That's only because of a reaction to... Yeah, a constant stream of... Uh... Yeah, hero, hero worship, I suppose. Yeah, black and white, good, bad, hero, villain uh, situations. It doesn't help that obviously, you know, the Joker is a villain. Like that's its descri- <laughs> that's the description of the character. Oh yes, that comic book villain. Yeah, villain being of course synonymous with bad person. <laughs> yeah, Joker tells the uh, the origin story of one of the uh, comic book's most successful uh, complex characters. It's not quite quite the same ring to it. Yeah, or it's just like you know, um, it, it's all about that framing. Like in like the recent Batman films, Batman's killed dozens and dozens of people, <laughs> um, but is the good guy. Whereas Joker killed like what five, six people. <laughs> it's like yeah, but he's the villain. It's like, is he? Ah, in that comparison, it's not what you do. No, it's it's not who you are. It's what you do. It's, the framing sort of helps. Like, what if um, instead of um, calling it Joker, it was called, you know, Batman? And it was about, like, it was a gritty, realistic take <laughs> on Batman. It was Batman being driven to fight crime after viewing terrible things. Like, you know, it's like, because in that framework, a lot of the Joker's murders are quite just morally justifiable. Just, you know, or at least, you know, not justifiable, um, like, sympathetic. Um, can, you, can you imagine if if jo- if Joker <laughs> if halfway through Joker Joker was the end of Joker, you know, if they shortened the film so mm-hmm. that the first half of the film is is Joker, he builds up, he goes on TV, he kills the hosts, it causes this riot, someone kills the Wayne family, <laughs> and the second half of the film <laughs> is Batman. <laughs> It's just a two-ended film. What if, you know, yeah, and what if, and what if, um, you know, in that Batman story, he kills a couple of the, um, like you know, clown protesters, and ends the film by eventually killing the Joker. Um, yeah, you know, but again, because of my theory about how people would react because they're cowards when it comes to language and framing. They would go, you know, the bad guy did the bad things and the, the evil filmmakers wanted us to sympathise with them. But thank God there was that, you know, we got that storyline halfway through in where the, vi- where the good guy finally could rise. You know, they had some, you know, morally difficult times before they realised, you know, what to do was good. But they, they got there in the end, you know? Yeah, what was that? Yeah, they don't kill the Joker at the end. They, um, they you know, put him in prison. So, you know, like, yeah, we write, you know, yeah, he killed a few people on the way there, but they're, they're the good guy by the end. That's what matters. Yeah. 
Or you could completely frame it the other way around, where Batman becomes the least sympathetic character in the film. Well, Batman kind of is very unsympathetic in the framing of the film. And in a lot of, like... Batman is one of those characters where it's like, yeah, but, you know, if you think about it, isn't Batman a bad person because he's a billionaire who spends all his money instead of trying to help society? He just uses it to beat up poor people um, (laughs) a lot of the time. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Like, especially because in that film, the closest thing you really have to an antagonist is um, Bruce Wayne's dad, who's just this evil billionaire who's a prick. (laughs) And, like, you know, tells poor people just to, you know, get on with it. Um... And may or may not have, like, um, you know, abused his position as power over the Joker's mum. Yeah. But imagine, like, well, if in the Joker there was, like, you know, he had a friend with him the entire time. <laughs> where every time before he shot someone, he went, maybe don't shoot them. Thanks for listening to Film Smash. Film Smash is brought to you by Jack Liddy and Joe Tricky. This episode was edited by me, Jack Liddy. If you like the show, why not check out our Patreon or follow us on Twitter? See you next time.